Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm David Levick, joined by, well, we'll just call him Mr. Hockey Tournament, Lou Nanny. I don't think any more introduction would be suitable. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Good. I appreciate you doing this. It, it's, a, it's a pleasure to talk the tournament with somebody who's creeping up on 60 years since you first called this thing in 1964. That is remarkable. Yeah, that is. This is 58, and it's a long <laughs> What's funny is how fast it's gone by. That's that's what's amazing. It just seems like we were doing this last year. Here we are doing it again. Well, people forget that when you started calling games, you were still a player. And I'm curious what it was like because you were on the other side of the media world as far as people were asking you questions and for your input on games. Now is your turn to be in that role. Um, was it? How was the transition back then? Well, at the time, I was in a contract dispute with Chicago and, and, uh, when I came out of school in 63. So, 64, I was asked to do it by WTCN, and I was working. I was coaching the university freshman and playing on the weekends in Rochester. So, that was, and it was really, really something new for me. And, uh, you know, you, you don't ever think of doing that. At least I didn't. I, I never had any aspirations to be a broadcaster. And I would never even thought about it. But I started doing it, and then... Five years later, when I finally broke my holdout and they got expansion, so I became a free agent off Chicago's list. I, I was playing with the Olympic team, and I was able to uh, come home and sign with the North Stars. And as you said, I was a player. And then while I'm playing, you know, uh, the tournament's going on. And so if we were at home on Thursday, they'd let me televise it on Thursday. I'd work Thursday. If we were home, say, till Saturday, I'd do Thursday and Friday and and sometimes even when they traveled ahead, if they weren't playing for a couple of days, they'd let me stay behind and do a day or two. And so I was playing, as you said, and and, uh, and the media, on the other hand, so it, it was a, it was strange. It was different, but it was enjoyable. Well, yeah, you kept coming back to it. What what did you said you weren't sure if you would like it? What what it became an attraction for you to to stay in the media side of it? I don't know. I just enjoyed the broadcast, uh, and I enjoyed working uh, as a broadcaster. And I, the tournament was really interesting and different every year. So it, it wasn't like something I was going to get bored of. I never wanted to be a coach because I hate the repetition in practice. And I, <laughs> coaching, I, I love coaching the bench, but I, after I, I worked at the university as a coach for five years, there as a freshman coach there, I said, I'll never coach. But when I took over the North Stars, I had to take over general manager and coach. And when I took over, I said, I'm only coaching two months till the end of the year, then I'm done. And uh, and and so I, I realized that. And, and broadcasting to me uh, wasn't repetitious because every game's a new one, different people, different players. And and it was, wasn't something that I'd get bored with. I, I think that's yeah. I always worry about whatever I'm doing that I'm going to get bored and I don't want to get bored. Myself and Lauren Nelson uh, wrote a book on the history of the high school hockey tournaments. So I get asked this question a lot is, you know, we know that there's been a lot of change over the years. We're talking about 75 years. Well, now it's 77, I think. I said, well, they said, but what, what keeps it? What's the similar part of it? Or what, what's the same? I said, I think it's the player's passion. I think it's that that's what endures. That's every, every player that comes down here, every team, it's exciting. And it's, it's something that's a thrill for them, maybe of their lives. And, you, is that is that that, that that's a very accurate statement, David? I, 
I feel the same way. You you never get tired of seeing the passion in that arena from the players and their fans. It it it's it's just something that's unique, and I think that's what makes it such a great tournament. Is because especially when you you know you're in a tournament, you're one and done. You lose a game, you're out. You know, there's there's no chance for a comeback. So uh, it it everything is eventful as it's happening. It it never tires. You you're never going to get uh, you know sick of seeing that that bunch of kids playing because they're in and they're out. You know, and and every year there's a different group of kids for the most part and different. Uh, combinations, different opposition, and and it's always interesting to, to watch them come and, and and just look forward to seeing new teams, new players. Uh, you know, overall, it's 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 something that endured. I think because everybody is interested in what's going to happen this year compared to last year. You know, and they're they're all so different. Yeah, for sure. With that said, you mentioned you've, you've, your preparations have been underway. You call all the Class 2A games. Uh, what, what stands out to you overall? What stands out to you from a team or player standpoint? What are you looking at here as, as we get going with the tournament this week? Well, one of the things that came up uh, was a big surprise. And and uh, one of the other broadcasters mentioned it says, well, Edina's a sixth seed coming in with three shutouts. And the toughest yeah. the record. I mean, we've never seen that before. So that's what makes it really interesting. And then there's uh, Lakeville South. I think they've lost three games. And look at two of the teams they beat. And essentially, they're the eighth seed. So yeah. it tells you this thing is really wide open. Really wide open. And, and there's, you know, new teams, new new matchups. And, and even the coaches, when I, I listen to the coaches – we interviewed the coaches on Saturday and Sunday, and to listen to them and and their feelings and their thoughts about the tournament, it just tells you that this is really a unique tournament. I I, I personally don't I don't recommend uh, anybody making a guess and saying who's going to win and expect it to come true without having a little apprehension because this really is a wide open tournament. I've changed my view on that because I feel like every year I hear, well, anybody can win it. And I don't believe that. Um, but Me either. But what what I, I do. Yeah. Well, what I do believe is that anything can happen on Thursday, the quarterfinal day. Um, you know, we, we went through that back when Benilde won it in 2012. All the lower, either the under. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lower seed teams, they won them all. I could see another Thursday like that that is that is hell on the uh, on the higher seeds. That, 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 that definitely is a possibility. And, you know, uh, I, I also am very interested in seeing how Hill Murray does. Last year they had a team that many of us thought was capable of winning the state championship. And then with their COVID situation, they got put out of the tournament. And and so you got that team and they got about 11 returnees coming in. And, and uh, you wonder if there's any more hunger for that group of kids. Last year, essentially, uh, you know, it's almost like you cheated out of it. They, they, they couldn't couldn't play because of their, the health situation with that school. And they are the top-ranked team coming in. They always play an extremely tough schedule. Yeah. 
they, you know, they did lose some games and, and seeing them coming into this thing right now, I, I, I would expect that they've got a really high level of passion looking forward to getting there and playing. Yeah. I had their section final against white bear Lake and said a lot of the same things. We were, we're very excited to get back and to, to winning, try to win this thing again. We feel like we have a team that could do it last year and it wasn't able to happen. And they're, they're, they're ready to, there's a little bit of the whole revenge unfinished business angle, but there's also a lot of gratitude. Like we're, we're really happy to have this opportunity again and we really want to make the most of it. Yeah, I, I think so. And they are talented. They've got some very high level players and this whole tournament does, by the way, there's, I think six guys on central scouting list and, and uh, you got some really young players that are extremely gifted. So it's going to be, it's going to be something to see. Uh, I, I, I want to say this. I, I don't know if any team's going to be out of it going into the third period completely. The, sure. I, I don't know that there's no team not capable of coming back uh, from behind going into the third period. Yeah, usually the way that we funnel things now with the seating, it, it, it funnels toward a really great Friday night semifinal matchup. But I think Thursday – offers every bit the intrigue this year with, with these matchups. I really do. Yeah, I, I think Thursday this year, usually Friday's always the best day. You get four good teams and in, in, in very quality games. But uh, because of the uniqueness of the eight teams coming in this year, I think Thursday is going to be the best day. That's great, yeah. yeah I was curious, do you ever get uh, – the things that a coach has talked about was, you know, these guys last year, a lot of these kids didn't play in front of much in the way of crowds and that energy and, and all that really is a, is a something that is, a, can be a factor. Did the coaches you talked to speak to that at all, as far as what it's going to be like for these kids to, to try to find their feet in a, in a, when there's going to be 15,000, 18,000 in, in an arena? Well, uh, some of the others, when we were having those meetings, as I said, asked, that question on how their team was going to react in that. And frankly, I, 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 I don't ask that question because you, you can never tell <laughs> individual or how each individual is going to react. Not like, okay, these guys are young, so they're going to really be nervous. Or these yeah. guys are old, they've been there, so they, it's not a problem. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with team. It has all to do with individual. And individual. Yeah all different so you you can't really make a general statement and expect it to be accurate sure sure the the uh when you have a situation where you're you're you know you you know you know they joke about it on kfan with you you know where in the world is lou nanny you get around and and people know that your identity is hockey uh i'm wondering how does social media expanded the, the Minnesota high school hockey's reach as far as people being able to see it and, and weigh in on it. I feel like we're tapping into just how much this tournament is revered around the country. You get some of that when you're in your travels. Oh, I, I definitely. And, and especially, you know, it's funny because it happened to me last week and, and uh, I was, I was down in, in uh, uh, North Palm beach Florida there and, and I was out for dinner and, a couple were there, and they said, oh, you're Lunanius. Yeah, well, we live down here now, but uh, we, we're from Minnesota. 
God, uh, that we missed that tournament. That tournament was great. And, and I hear that so many different times in so many different places, how people are aware of it, how they like it. Who, you know, say, who's tough this year? Who's going to win the tournament? They're not even, they're not even back in Minnesota anymore. <laughs> they do relate the tournament and me together and, and, and then have some questions and because they've watched it or last night we came, we, we came in very late and, uh, took us a long time to get our baggage. Mm-hmm. And I'm there and with the mask on, a couple came over and said, you're little nanny. Yeah. You must be here for the tournament. I said, yes, I am. And <laughs> we can't wait to see it. You know, we, uh, we've had tickets for 16 years and we love going to it. So it, it's something that, that, this time of the year, people get excited about, they're aware of, and and they've had many memories of, and and it, it is growing. There's no doubt it grows because hockey's grown as a sport, and Minnesota is known for this tournament. That you have to remember that this has expanded over years. Look at the coverage it's had from Sports Illustrated, you know, to yeah. and everywhere. So, uh, you know, it's something that people have become more aware of as the years go by. For sure. The um, What are your routines? Because that's another thing people talk about with the tournament. It, it, when the people that are fans now I'm talking about, you know, the players and the coaches, they're kind of in the, the blur of it all, and it, it's all very uh, laid out for them, and it's very regimented. But the people come year after year, it's not just coming to watch the games. It's, okay, we're going to meet this family member or these friends at this restaurant and – this is they have their little routine for the social component, and you have some time off between sessions uh, on Thursday, and you got some time on Friday. What are what Lou Nanny's routines? Well, I, whenever I have time off, I'm I'm just studying the upcoming games and the and the, the information about the teams and and the you know the things that they've done during the year, and, and I like to look at comparables as and and. That means in all all assets, facets of their game, and and I also like to I, I get the opportunity then to visit with the coaches that are going to be in the game, and and uh, and I, I do that until you know we always have a little time off to go and eat and eat, and then I go back and 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 try and talk to the coaches before the games and go upstairs and then go over things that I find interesting about the teams. I, you know, you hear about them because during the season, even though I, I might not be here, I checked the story in the box scores about the games that are won and all the different teams. So I'm watching as they're, as they're playing during the year and to get maybe just an idea who, who might be tough at the end of the year. And then when, when I'm finally at the tournament, then I just like to go back over some of the stuff that, I thought about the team and, and the coaches and, and the, their past experiences. And then, the, you know, the first day is a long day and you don't get much free time. And uh, I just always hope there's no overtime, so I get some rest. And we <laughs> paid for overtime anyway, so I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> they are and the then, and, okay. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, I'll, I'll come down. I, I usually get down to the rink two and a half hours or so before the games, before the tournament starts, just to start that stuff. And then uh, the thing that I have done over the years since it began is after the, my last game, 
it, it it's it's really like a a big lift off you. You know, it's intense. It's intense when you yeah. doing seven games in three days, and so I can't wait to get to Mancini's and go over and and relax in uh, Mancini's house. Cooks up a little extra pasta for us. It, it was, I started taking the the, um, the staff there years and years ago, and now KSTP's just con- uh, continued it with us. You know, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's a St. Paul treasure. Anymore now they're paying out, they're paying for it, so that's a big upgrade. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I've always taken everybody over there after the game and and just relax, relive the tournament a little bit, and enjoy the food. And the companionship. You know, it's interesting to me because you talk about the work that you put into it. Uh, yeah, you're not, you know, in the state maybe as often, but you you really do work hard here, and and you don't you're not taking it for granted. And I've I've heard uh, artists and music that talk about wanting to go out and give their best show every night because that person in the audience paid for their ticket, and you don't want them to go away not feeling satisfied. And you've got, you know, you've got. A listening audience that's that has expectations and and you're talking about the sometimes their sons and things it sounds like you've never taken that responsibility for granted no i'm i i, I care a lot about it i'm interested in the the more obviously the everybody because i've been doing this so long everybody has an opinion on a game whether you know i want so-and-so to win and, and the, <laughs> i <laughs> They don't realize, I, and I've said, I, I really don't care who wins unless my son or grandsons are playing. Then I care who wins. And if you didn't think I wanted them to win, you're nuts. Of course I want them to win. They're my flesh and blood. But other than that, <clears throat> doesn't matter where I live. or uh, you, you have to remember, I, I know all these people. I, I'm, they say, oh, you want cities to win because you're in the cities. And then people say, oh, oh, you were from the north, so you want the north to win. It's amazing how many people will call and think that, and within minutes, Louis likes uh, Duluth better. Louis likes, uh, you know, uh, Minnetonka better. I don't, I don't care. I don't. All I want to do is, I want a great game for the fans. I want the kids to have a, the experience of their life, and I don't want overtime. That's the way. It is. That's just it. That's it in a nutshell. Because I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, and I have no skin in the game. And if I don't have any skin in the game, you know, that that to me, I, I do really like the better team to win than than the uh, less less talented team. And there's a reason for that. I, you know, people love the underdogs. Yeah. Love the, I, I don't love the underdog in the tournament. And the reason why, ah. the personal thing growing up, I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and we had – our team was just sensational. I mean, we had six guys eventually in, in, in our teams that were in the NHL at the same time. You know, I mean, it, it's incredible. So, obviously, we were good. We, we never lost. We just didn't lose. So, all my life as a Bantam, a midget, and juvenile, because we didn't have high school hockey there, every time I played, just our neighborhood fans were for us. The rest of the city was against us. We played in the All-Ontario Championship we see 4,000 people, 500 people are cheering for us, 3,500 people in our city are against us. <laughs> that that really bothered me my whole life. Okay. I mean, why don't you cheer for us? You know, 
you know, we're representing you. Sure. I, I really like when the better teams win because it just reminds me of how I felt because we were always a better team. And, and, and I, and I, I don't like people that I thought, you know, we were representing, we're cheering against us. Sure. That makes sense. Well, on behalf of the coaches, the players, the people tuning in to channel 45, we're glad to have you and uh, hope you keep going for a good many years. And, and thank you for being such a great part of the tournament fabric, sir. Well, David, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. And I enjoyed your book and you guys did a great job. A lot of hard work. It's good, good to see that you did something like that. Well, I appreciate it. I'll see you in St. Paul very soon, sir. Will do. Thanks.